When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of The Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clinton, alongside my partner in crime, my right-hand man, Mr. Kevin, um, and the intern, Samir, who... Ladies and gents, we got to give him a little round of applause last week. Samir steps up, takes it on himself to, to be my to be my right-hand man last week and killed it. I had six people Thank text you. me and are like, Thank yo, you. your intern can deal, man. <laughs> I appreciate also, it. I appreciate all the texters. Also, I mean, also, my burping and gas during the show was hysterical as well. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote in the notes for editing – Take out the burps because there was a five minutes where I just had to stop talking and just burp for ten minutes. It's the weirdest thing Mike. Oh man, it was awesome. He couldn't stop. He would like breathe and he'd be like, "All right, all right, it's out now. It's out now." Then, <laughs> it was bad because like what happened was I got home from the gym. I felt bad because I told Samir I forgot to. Samir's used to. Kevin protocols. If I say a time, it's that time. Or if it's not, I say it. I kind of did it loosely like an idiot, my timing. And I went sprinting home. I literally scarfed down some Chinese food. And if it wasn't for one of my friends, she kicked me out of the gym. She goes, dude, get home. You have to go work. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I ran home, grabbed my Chinese food, like flew up the hill, ran out. Samir's watching me like like the Dragon Ball Z cartoon, just (laughs) Just demolishing Chinese food. And oh, he was going at it. It was violent. Burping. <laughs> so, unprofessionalism to its max, but we are the unprofessional show as it goes. Kevin, see what happens when you miss a show, man? Everything goes to hell. Yep. Yo, Innocent just... Chinese food is now blood on your hands, Kevin. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we got some uh, Deshaun Watson update. We've got a blockbuster NFL trade that happened, I think, I believe, Friday around 4 o'clock. And we also have one wild weekend of March Madness to talk about. Intern, I think we, you and me shot, like, less than 50% in those games. Oh, absolutely. Oh, our picks were atrocious on Tuesday. They were bad. So 
We'll talk about that um, and just anything else that really comes down the pipe. So we'll get rock and rolling here. Boys, Deshaun Watson, the tw- like now the numbers up to 20 cases. Kevin told me before the show, basically the 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 one of the latest women, she does not want to go with the company everyone else is because she feels like they're pressuring her to sue. Either way, this is just like Samara, I know I, I said something last week, like if the numbers are getting astronomically high, there just feels like something's off here. But at the same time, like I don't know what to believe anymore with like I think Deshaun Watson, there is a problem here. Like Deshaun Watson clearly is messing up, but the numbers are blowing my mind. It, it's coming to the point where, like, how has nobody discovered this or did the Texans just stop trying to cover it up? That's all I'm thinking here. Mm. If at this point there's 20, there's 20 cases possibly. Now, I hope to God nobody's like, I, I'm, but like, there's, there's, this is like a, a scorching forest fire. This isn't just a smoke and flame anymore. This is like literally half of San Bernardino's on fire. So, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of this. Like I, like me and Kev, you and me talked about I think it was yesterday or two days ago off camera. I said like, I just want some resolution here. I want to see what the hell is going to happen because all I hear is just more and more lawsuits, more and more of this, more and that. And I don't. I'm sitting here like, do the Texans go out and get a quarterback and just cut him and just cut bait? Or what's happening here? I mean, I know Watson's attorney came out last week. It was like, all these all these charges are false. He basically came out with all these charges are false and they're going to fight him. But at the same time, I'm just like, holy mother of God, 20 people. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, it's There is a 0% chance that these did not happen. Yeah. A couple of them might not have happened or might not have been as bad. But there is a 0% chance that all these women are saying this is that bad and it's not that bad or didn't happen. The Bill Cosby thing was the same thing. Harvey Weinstein was the same thing. One woman came forward. And suddenly it was 50, spanning decades in some cases. Deshaun Watson needs to go away for a very long time. And the biggest smoking gun, I think, partially, is the latest woman to come forward uh, on SI.com. Jenny Vrentes wrote something. She was speaking to one of the women, the woman who did not want to go with Tony Busby because she did not like the vibe she got. She felt she was being pressured to sue. But she said, I don't care about suing. I want, like, we need to have this story out there so people know. And and then the reports or the rumors come out that Deshaun Watson's contacting these women and deleting Instagram messages, which also was denied because, of course, it was. No one's going to admit right. to that. It's bad. Deshaun Watson is done in the NFL as a quarterback. He might be just be done as a free man for a long time and he should be this is insane can we just talk about like let's 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 rewind back a little bit and then we'll get to you Samir. um for what, four months ago season just ended we're talking about where's deshaun watson getting traded to next we're thinking deshaun watson to the jets deshaun watson to the dolphins deshaun watson to the 49ers and now we're talking about deshaun watson possibly prison like Holy hell, this offseason's been insane. You're going to reboot The Longest Yard again. (laughs) (laughs) Except it'll be a documentary this time. Kevin, I swear to God, if you're not the first on that meme on Belly Up's Instagram, if he gets gets convicted, I will be so disappointed. (laughs) Kevin needs like a hair trigger on that one. 
He needs to have the meme like made. Maybe put like Greg Hardy in that defensive tackle for the Niners who got in trouble for like beating his pregnant wife. Like have all of them in the background. I think that. Join us, brother. You know what's so funny is like Ray Rice plays football with a lot of people who I play football with, and it's 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 an interesting conversation because they talk to him on the field all the time, and he's like a really mellow dude and they're like yeah and then i remember what he did and they're like yeah it's an interesting time talking to him your thoughts on this i mean you can't yeah he's a criminal is is i guess how we sum sum up the thoughts and i mean i guess this is just the the cherry on top of the houston texans burning burning boat where it's like the last thing of value that they had that they could have maybe gotten some return on no it's it's not there for them it fell right under the right under their feet that's not a phrase but i mean it's just it's awful and i I mean who knows i haven't looked into all of the accusations i'm assuming some of them are during his time in college um i don't really know though um but I think um, if they were, then this is the Texans' fault. I'm sure they knew. I'm sure this information has been floating around for quite some time. Because as a player of that high caliber, he was picked within – where was he picked? He was within the top 10, correct? Not 12? Okay. Yeah, I mean if you're a top 15 draft pick in the NFL and you're going to be the face of a franchise and there's this many things coming up, like – it has to be some sort of willful ignorance, I think, on the part of the Texans. And I'm sure on the part of the NFL. And I think this might be a big wake-up call for like things to legitimately change within the NFL. I think this and and the ordeal with that happened with Washington uh, last summer, I think these are two big events that's going to change the NFL, how it treats um, you know, sexual abuse and domestic violence and things of that nature. And I think it should, rightfully so. So, um... The reports in the lawsuits start March 30th, 2020. Wow. And then April 19th, 2020, May 28th, June 2nd, June 2020, and August 17th, 2020. Oh, that's my birthday. <laughs> Great. <laughs> July 2020. July 2020. July... 15th 2020 august 2nd 2020 august 28th 2020 several encounters between september 9th 2020 and october 2020 how is it several like after one so basically they don't just come snapped back. like just snapped in 2020 and just went full predator pretty much september 24th 2020 october 19th and Good around Lord. november 2nd 2020 october 8th 2020 november 2020 um december 28th 2020 come on three days after christmas man Come on. January 21st, 2020, you know, the winter equinox. March 5th, 2020, March tw- and then filed March 29th, 2020. Wow. Oh my god. So I don't know if this is one lawsuit or multiple. Hmm. Uh no, this is like multiple. This is a lot of lawsuits. So yeah, Deshaun Watson kind of a bad guy. So uh, if he does go to jail. What happens to his contract? Voided. Yeah. Really? I think that's every NFL contract, right? 
doesn't, doesn't count against doesn't... the cap, they don't have to pay it. Right. Oh, they might have reason to avoid it now if they really want to. If they end up cutting him, they probably have a clause in there that says they don't have to pay him anything, and it probably is not going to count against their cap. And then the Raiders are going to probably sign him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, my bet was Dallas. They're going to have him as D- – Yeah. Well, see, they just paid Dak all this money, and he's has a relatively squeaky clean image right now, but so did Deshaun. But I'm not saying Dak probably did this. I'm not insinuating anything. But so I think Dal, I think Vegas, they um, Gruden does not like Derek Carr. So, and also he kind of fits. I, maybe not in L in Vegas now. If they're still in Oakland, I would bet money. The minute he gets cut, I'd put a hundred dollars on him going to Oakland. Yeah, no, I mean. This is the fact we can make jokes, but it's insane. But yo, we're I'm making just, jokes about Sean Watson. We are not making jokes about what he did. There's yeah, a big no, obviously. Thank you oh, for okay. clarification on that. But the fact that like I'm just this is just all mind blowing to me. I'm still in. I think I'm still in shock and disbelief that this is all happening. I'm just like because like before college, you heard about how like before all this happened, you heard Deshaun Watson's like one of those stand up guys, a great dude. The first time I ever, like, heard something about Deshaun Watson was bad was when Hopkins basically rolled on him for basically screwing him over in contract negotiations. Where, like, I think, like, there this is, like, an unofficial rumor, but, like, I heard from, like, multiple sources that, like, there was, like, a kind of a little buzz that when uh, Hop was up, they were trying to trade him. Like, he didn't stick up for Hop, and Hop got dealt to Arizona. Now Hop is living the good life, and Houston is burning to the ground. I mean— I'll probably happy now. Oh no, DeAndre Hopkins is probably sitting there like, I got AJ Green on one side, I got Fitz possibly in the slot and Kirk in the other slot. I got the little midget with a howitzer for an arm throwing <laughs> the ball, and I got Crazy Cliff over here drawing plays up. I'm straight. Like if I'm DeAndre Ho- DeAndre Hopkins, I'm like, Yo, Bill O'Brien did me a solid. Yeah, what a favor. I mean, well, his life is exponentially that better. Or Bill knew about this all along. That's why he blew the team up. Was his, what, was his contract year this year? Eric Zero, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> was his contract year this year? Like, when they traded uh, oh. Hopkins, was... Because didn't he just sign an extension? Yeah, no, it was this year, I think. Yeah. Was it I don't remember. When did he get drafted? 14? Um, 13? He got drafted before Watkins. So, 12 or 13. He's up there now. Hop is like Hop is like almost the same age as Julio. Like maybe he's a year younger. He was uh, drafted thirteen, twenty thirteen. Okay, so he yeah, that receiving class was broken. No, fourteens was broken. Fourteens was like OBJ and all those dudes. Oh yeah, then Mike Mike Evans too. Mhm. Oh man, people are comparing. Jones drafted. Jones was drafted twelve, I think. Right? No. Hey, him, and, him and AJ Green were the same draft class. He was drafted. Yeah, they were. Ten or eleven. Oh no, where? What number he was drafted? Oh yeah, no, no, no. What year? I swear it was eleven. Uh, he oh. was drafted. Two thousand eleven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew he only won one national championship with Alabama. Yeah, he was there just for the beginning of the dynasty. He was there for oh nine. Yeah. That oh nine team was fucking stacked too. <laughs> Holy shit. It's really weird that Alabama has all these great receivers come out of it when before Jalen Hurts, and even a little bit during Jalen Hurts, our quarterback play was not good. Well, I mean, 
it's also just shows how good scouts are because receiver talent isn't that hard to pick up if you know what to look for. Is at least what like the the whole thing thing is. Also, they could all just be freaks of nature receivers. We don't know that, but like I mean, also situation. Julio goes to Atlanta, gets Matt Ryan, who's just yeeting balls. Gets the gets Roddy White as a mentor. Julio basically had a great start to his career. Yeah. And then the Mike's then the Dan Quinn era happened. Oh, Julio still played well during that era. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just talking about the fact that he was like literally like 30 minutes of game time away from having a Super Bowl ring. True. <laughs> and now Calvin Ridley's doing the same thing. Oh my. I'm looking at this 2014 re- receiver class and it is absurd. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you know who the Eagles <laughs> drafted? Jordan fucking Matthews. I remember that. <laughs> you know, he yeah, was a good player for us for like two, three years. To be fair, he was he was ranked above in these rankings by SB Nation. He was ranked above Kelvin Benjamin, Jarvis Landry, and Devontae Adams, and Allen Robinson. So, all right. So, hey, so maybe you hit it. Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin, I get. But Adams and yeah. fucking, um, what was the other one? Uh, Jarvis uh, Landry, Wall. So, nobody, and listen. And Juice Robinson. kind of like. OBJ's like sidekick, so nobody really thought he was gonna be that good. Can I argue this? I mm-hmm. think Jarvis Landry is a better receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. in yeah. any circumstance, except for on any team, line, except for straight yeah. line speed. That's yeah. the only thing that OBJ be, and I guess like jump ball ability. Yeah, ridiculous catch ability. <laughs> the Madden rating, ridiculous catch. Also, this is going back to the 2011 draft. This draft class was crazy. 11? Yeah, no, 11 was nuts. Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith. First seven picks, Pro Bowlers. Then the Titans took Jake Locker at eight. <laughs> then the Cowboys took Tyrone Smith. Tyrone Smith. Hall of Famer. Then at 10, the Jaguars took Blade Gabbard. Career back then at 11, the Texans took J.J. Watt. Hall of oh, Famer. Nice. Then Christian In Parker, my lifetime, that pick, too. In my lifetime, besides the Browns, how many quarterback whiffs, like, or what team has had the most quarterback whiffs? I think it might be the Titans or the Jags. I'd say Broncos too. Besides Peyton. Yeah, I feel like part of it though. Also, well, that's not really. They didn't draft him, so that doesn't count. No, I mean like just whiffs at quarterbacks in general. Paxton was a nightmare. I was thinking more about drafted guys. Okay, no, fair enough. Then um. Their best drafted quarterback the last 10-ish years was probably Trevor Simeon. You're really going to disrespect Drew Locke that bad? Yes. I forgot. Kevin, (laughs) I will not give up hope on Drew Locke. I'm giving him one more year. He can't throw an accurate ball. I don't care. I'm giving him one more year. His career is going to be if Josh Allen never got better. (laughs) That's Drew Locke. You know, it's crazy to me because... With Drew Locke, he's got Jerry Judy, who has the potential. Honestly, he got drafted away. If he went to freaking Philly, he probably would have had a better year than he had in, a, in Denver. Um, he went to like Oakland. You leave Judy, KJ Hamler, who's a good gadget like locket meets slot receiver kind of type. And you also have, um, who's their who's their other one? Cortland Sutton. Sutton. And fucking Tim Patrick, who honestly. For a number three guy is not a bad receiver. 
whatsoever. And then you have Noah freaking Fan, and you have Melvin Gordon, and you used to have Mel, uh, you have Roy, and you still have Royce Freeman, who is like a bruiser with speed. So I just look at Drew Locke, and I'm like, all right, buddy, you've got a Madden roster in front of you. Just like get, I mean, the hopefully Denver gets some blocking for him. What pick does Denver have this year? They're te- they're mid teens, right? Or like they're late tens. Uh, Thirteen? No. Well, no, because they won a couple games late. That's why I'm like thinking they moved back a little bit. I think they're after Philly. So they're number nine overall. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, could somebody say Rashawn Slater? Ooh. Or Penny Sewell <laughs> if he drops, because you know there's always that one player who like landslides. Last year was CeeDee Lamb. A couple years ago was Larry Tunsil. There's always one guy who falls in the draft. For... Tunsil, it was the bong smoking video, but honestly, it, like, helped the Dolphins so much. Um, yeah, did you see the, the like, what they t- ended up turning him into? Oh, yeah, like, no. Multiple the Dolphins firsts are, and, like, masterminds. Yeah. <laughs> and someone tweeted, like, the bong rip that changed the course of NFL history. <laughs> Just the, great, the greatest tagline of all time. All right, um, y'all want to talk that blockbuster trade that happened on Friday that made me want to pull my hair out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So there, so the Eagles, Niners, and Dolphins all did a, a three-man weave for a draft position. The Niners moved back, moved up from twelve to three. Then the Eagles traded back from six to twelve. The Eagles, though, get the one of Miami's first-round picks next year, and they get possibly a first-round pick from the Colts. So I'm not as mad as about it as I was originally. Um, I found that there were three reasons why the Eagles traded back, and they're kind of all fucked. One, the Eagles tried to move up for Zach Wilson. How we stop it? Two, they knew they weren't getting Jamar Chase at six because the Bengals, like the word is that according to Albert Breer that. Joe Burrow has been recruiting the Bengals front office to go for like Jamar Chase at an insane rate, which I think is fucking stupid because get him some damn blocking first. Like, holy shit. Like, it should be a no-brainer to take Slater at five. Especially what Tampa Bay did with uh, Worfs last year. Like, there should be be no fucking question. You get this man blocking. Um, Oh, by the way, can I just... Throw in just a little bit of news. Tampa Bay, we didn't mention this on the show. First Super Bowl team since, I think, 1979 to retain all 22 starters. Because of the summer cap era. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, gotcha. But still, scary. Very scary. Well, I mean, also, let's be honest here. Um, A lot of teams got better. Um, I'm not saying that the Bucs aren't going to be there next year, but... Lots in the NFC and AFC got better. I think we need to see what the Packers do. Um, <laughs> they've been have a really good draft because oh yeah. my God, we kept Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Look at us! It's yeah. it, I had to our Kevin, our favorite Packers fan. You know her, we love her. It's you know she's comedy gold as it is. She almost came on to help me and Samir on last week. Um. I seriously want to pick her brain to seriously think if she they actually got better. Because I look, they lost Kevin King. Say what you want about that penalty. He's a good number two corner. 
like him or Steven Nelson, if the Eagles can get one of them for like a prove it contract, they got about five million less than cap space. Um, please. I will take Kevin King across from Darius Slay with Avante Maddox in the middle. That's a not a bad that's a not a bad secondary. Or Steven Nelson or any of them. Like I I don't know how Kevin King's still available. On top of that, like they they must be really banking on these young corners. They must be trying to draft one. I don't know. I think the Packers regressed a little bit. And I think that um I mean then again, the entire NFC North regressed, let's be honest here. Yeah, also, I, what year did you say it was, Jared, that every starter from a Super Bowl came back? It said the original—no, I no, it wasn't every starter. I said because at the beginning of the, they said the first time in the salary cap era, which started in 94, that's when—it was the first team since the start of the salary cap era. Uh, it's been since 1979. Salary cap was 79? No, that's just since every player's— Return. Oh no no no! I was putting a clarification on. That's what the stat I saw on um House of Highlights. It was I don't not know what House of Highlights is smoking everywhere else said since '79. Fair enough. Either way, um, it was either House of Highlights or Checkdown or something. It was one of those like side side IG pages. Either way, uh, yeah no, the Bucks retained everybody. I did not think Fournette was going back to the Buccaneers. I swore I thought he was going to sit like Los Angeles or um, Buffalo. But I think – do we see the Bills go get a running back at – what do they have, 27, 28? Maybe Travis Etienne or move up for an ETN or uh, maybe second round go with Williams or um, – They don't need to move up for ETN. I don't think they need to either. I don't – it's just – it gets weird. Kev, you know as much as I do, the draft after about 15 gets weird. There's no one ahead of them taking a running back except maybe Pittsburgh, because I think Pittsburgh is 26. Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh, like, is leaning Najee Harris, because Najee Yeah, Harris, I think they'd rather take Najee. Yeah, so they don't have to draft move up, because Najee Harris is going Fair to be running back off. Also, i got to stop looking at all these schmucks draft boards. i got to stick to my boys the NFL Network, Mel Kuyper, as much as he drives me nuts. Actually, no, fuck that. No, McShay. And then I might go look at Matt Miller's occasionally. But I got to stop reading all these schmucks off CBS and NBC Sports. I read one the other day that had uh, Kyle Pitts dropping to 12. I was like, that'd be incredible. But I don't see it happening. I, I also saw one where Jamar Chase fell to 12. And I was like, did he like get caught like smoking weed before the damn draft? Like, what the fuck's going on? Um, I, I will say, like, I guess the Bills, I mean, they still have time, I think, to give Zach Moss a chance. Like, he was just a rookie, and I think just maybe, I personally, watching Zach Moss, I made the fatal mistake of drafting Zach Moss in our in my Dynasty rookie draft uh, last year over Antonio Gibson, and I suffered the consequences. But I still think that he does have enough talent if you give him maybe a year at the lead back, he could impress. And I, I personally don't like Singletary. Um, so Buffalo, maybe give him a go and see what you get. Buffalo should not just have one running back because the way they run their offense, it makes sense to have multiple. Yeah. They like running out of five wide because it spreads the defense out and then just handing it off up the middle. My mother's dropping me upstairs. Um, I don't know, just 
Also, for the Niners here, we got to kind of change gears a little bit here. Niners got through third pick. I've heard a lot of Trey Lance buzz from, like, NFL Network, Fox Sports. I've heard a lot of, like, the Niners really love Lance. And one of me and Kev's friends asked me on, what was it, Sunday? He was he was talking to us on Xbox, Kev. Um, if Zach Wilson's there at three, do they take him? And I, I, I think they have to, unless they're hell-bent on taking Trey Lance. They're not hell-bent on taking Trey Lance. Yeah, so fair enough. And they're saying it. the same thing about Mac Jones. They're going to take Zach Wilson at three. And can I say this? Zach Wilson might have the most punchable face in football history. Yes. <laughs> like, he looks like he would maybe call me something he that looks like every people shouldn't call each other anymore. <laughs> he looks like a, every bully from, like, an early 2000s, like, teen flick. Yeah. <laughs> he's too perfect. G- give him a scar or something. He's just... Uh, yeah, he's, what, what are you, like, the casting director for, like, a cheap, like, 80s movie? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's change it up. Hey, give him a scar. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's going to fight Sylvester Stallone on top of a dinosaur right, running through <laughs> downtown Los Angeles. I don't know. Like, shit. Um, oh give him God. a bullet. You know? Well, I mean, I could honestly see... Okay, so here's why I think the Jets will take Wilson at two. It's a really crazy reason. They have not committed to tra- – they have not gone out and said Sam Donald's a quarterback. Yeah, and the Niners have said that Jimmy is their quarterback. Uh, they have no. said Te- that. Kind of, technically. It's, it's come also, out that was like, a lie. I can see them taking really? – also, Field had a ridiculous pro day today. What are you running, 4-3-9 oh or whatever today? 4-4-4, four, 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 I think. I thought we were in 439. I don't know. I, it might have been unofficial. I, I'm not even sure. Either way, what do you Fields think? had a great day. Yards off balance? Something like that? Yeah, he hit a 60 yard throw off his back foot. Yeah. Kid's got a cannon. I think he's a product. I think the best fit for Fields is San Francisco because you get him one year behind Garoppolo and then they let Garoppolo walk. Unless Garoppolo starts making a stink about it. But, I mean, then Jimmy shouldn't have thrown, overthrown Emmanuel Sanders to win the damn Super Bowl. But, um. Two things. Yes, Justin Fields ran a 4-4-4. Okay, so you're right. Sorry Two, uh, it has come out that the when the 49ers made that trade and said, yeah, Jimmy's our quarterback, they were lying. Kyle Shanahan has come out and said, yeah, I spoke to Jimmy. We told him we're probably drafting a quarterback, and he's going to be our guy until he's ready. Oh. <laughs> well, there's our clarification. So there you go. I mean, so you want honestly got opinion for 1-2-3-4? I mean, 1-2-3, it's... Lawrence, Zach Wilson at two, Trey Lance at three. Because Trey Lance, that's about a year and a half, year maybe, uh, cooking in the oven, getting ready in Shanahan's crazy offense. I think that makes perfect sense to me for... Uh, I will say... I, 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 I think, would you take Fields over Trey Lance? Yes. Uh, yeah, right now. I know you would. Trey Lance has, I don't know, it is a toss-up. Trey I don't necessarily trust Ohio year. State quarterbacks. He sat out. Justin Fields can throw reasonably well. He's athletic, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. He threw, Trey like, Lance. nine interceptions. No, not even. No, less. He was definitely less than nine. Jeez, get me going not last year. Like, back. over his entire career. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just trying to think. It was, it was lower than nine. It was a ridiculous stat. His dumbest interception... 
was the one that ended the title game two years ago against LSU. He has thrown nine interceptions throughout his career. Wow. Like three of them, two or three of them came against Indiana in a really bad game where his line couldn't block for them. He does not turn the ball over. True. Also, I think the Jets should not take Zach Wilson. They should take Penny Sewell or something else. They need more help than their quarterback. NFL teams, if you're listening, if your team is fucking garbage, do not just draft a quarterback. He will not fix your problems. Draft a, a left tackle. Draft a wide receiver and edge. Draft something. Get your team in place. And then take a goddamn quarterback. Fucking idiot. <laughs> See, Kevin, that would be logic, but the Jets don't compute logic. We could even call yeah. Ryan McCarthy right now and he'd tell you that. <laughs> Jets should put me in charge. All right, bet. Kev, I'll be your assistant GM. We'll do this. <laughs> Can I be the coach? You're, you'll be in charge of... Um, you'll be our assistant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> supervisor I will ask you in front of a microphone. <laughs> your supervisor of morale in my organization mm. as long as i get to stand on the sidelines doing this with the with the play call sheet every once in a while it doesn't have to be every week just no, maybe a couple a waffle house menu <laughs> that's what you're getting you're gonna stand with hold that right in front of your face i'll take it and somebody from like nbc sports is like is that kid holding a waffle house menu on the, on the sideline and yes, Jim, that is, that is their distraction technique. And we're going <laughs> to give you a cycle of jerseys that you have to wear on the sidelines. It's going to be Joe Namath, mm. Curtis Martin, Darrell Rivas, Santana Moss, Plaxico Burris. Wow, that's <laughs> nice. Braylon um, Edwards? Frank Gore. Wow. Oh, a Jets legend. Braylon Edwards and Quinton Williams. Like, you just got to cycle those through. Uh, and do I, I get pads? I, I, no, no. We're giving you an X. What size shirt are you? Uh, like uh, medium to large, depending on the. So day. we're gonna give you an extra small <laughs> instead of pads. And your job is to stand there that extra small jersey with your silly Waffle House menu. <laughs> Can I warm up with the guys? You could be on the field during warmups every week. Yes. Um, we will pay you eighty thousand dollars to do that. Oh, wonderful. I'll take that. You don't count against the salary cap, and it's not my money. <laughs> the taxpayers right? of, 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 of New Jets stay on the sideline. I think you do great as a job, Smear. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I think the guys, the morale would be through the roof. Yeah. All right. Sam. And if someone loses us the game, they have to wear your extra small jersey during their post-game press conference. I don't and care. It has to be doused in syrup. Waffle House syrup. Wow. I don't care if Chris Herndon drops a pass in the end zone. He's wearing that extra small. He's a large tight end. Yes, exactly. No, I want to see one of the offensive linemen wear it. Like, I want to see, like, Quinn and Williams try to wear that. It just, like, it just it looks like he's wearing a sports bra. He's a defensive lineman. I know. Still. Um... I meant to say defense. Also, you think Quinn Williams blows games? Get out of here. He's so polite. He bl- he blesses himself for sneezing. All right. So I will offer this one because I, I did get a text like, dude, you better bring up what you think about the Eagles for 
because I, I have a couple of buddies who are Eagles friends. They listen, and they're like, you better ring up what you think about this trade. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll make it quick so Kevin doesn't want to peel his eyelids out. He's heard this take four times. Um, how he's gambling with his own life, basically. Uh, if this works, best case scenario, um, Pitts, Chase, Smitty, or Waddle, two of them being miracles, two of them being hopefully there, um, end up being Pro Bowl players. Great. Uh, the Eagles end up getting three first round picks, one from Miami, one from Indy and one from themselves. Uh, the Indy pick will be conditional on if Carson Wentz can stay upright for 75% of snaps. Likely. I'm not going to say guaranteed. I'm saying it's, there's a good chance it could happen with that Colts offensive line. The Dolphins pick, they don't, I don't know. They didn't specify which Dolphins pick they gave us for next for next year. Is it one of the ones they got in a trade? Is it their own? We don't, I don't know. So, if it all depends on what happens draft night, like if Jamar Chase starts falling, Howie's calling and like, all right, moving up to ten. Like I'm dealing a couple seconds. We're we're moving up. Like we're we're gonna go up and get that receiver. So and also the Eagles have like a ton of salary. I think they'll have over seventy million in cap room next year once Wentz's contract's off the books. And I think I think Brandon Graham's will be off because I think he's retiring next year. I don't know, but. There's like three other contracts besides Wentz that are off the books next year. So um, I think it's a gamble. I think Howie could lose his job October, but um could be worse. I mean, we're already going to rebuild anyway. So, yeah, oh, that was my quick opinion. That wasn't too long, was it, Kev? The Eagles Good thing this wasn't on Friday. The Eagles got the Dolphins' original pick. Okay, yeah. so. Congrats, y'all getting a late first. Yeah, we're getting too late first. Awesome. I mean, you could also – I will offer this, though. I couple too late first, I can get up into the top five. No, you cannot. Top ten, maybe. Top 15. I mean, it depends on who you want next year. I don't know. The next year's draft class is interesting, though. So, I mean, I don't know. All right. It's time to rip the Band-Aid off, Kev. March Madness time. we got to talk games. we got two more tonight. To decide who goes to the final four, I believe. Yeah. Um, Samir, you and me should just stop picking games. Seriously. <laughs> Let's well, we go just... down the rankings here, folks. <laughs> Samir and I, we're going to review our picks here. And Kevin can laugh in hystericalness of how bad we picked last Tuesday. So, all right. Here we go. So... Sweet 16, uh, Sweet 16, here we go. <sighs> Samir, you and me both picked Loyola, Chicago. Which isn't, a, which isn't an uninformed pick. Farva let us down. <laughs> Big time. You guys haven't seen Super Troopers, get your shit together. Um, Villanova, Baylor, I told you I had a vendetta against Villanova. They, they literally broke my heart in one of the darkest moments of my life, like darkest parts of my life, like emotionally. Uh, so yeah, no, Baylor stop Baylor beating them was just great. So fine. We're one on one, Samir. Uh did you pick Oral Roberts or Arkansas? I picked Arkansas. I picked Oral Roberts. So you, you okay, you're what you're two and one. I'm one and Oh no no no. Maybe Roberts. I did pick Oral Roberts for the fun of it. Oh uh, yeah. I picked Cuse. I think you picked Houston. So yeah, there we go. Now yeah. there there is your there is your winner there. So you're actually doing pretty good so far. You're three and one. Um, we both picked Zaga, obviously. I picked Michigan. 
you I think you picked Michigan as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we both picked Bama. There's an L. Um. Then Oregon and USC. Hi. We both picked the Ducks here. No, you picked it. No, you picked USC actually. So Samir shot three. Yeah, he missed I two games. USC. I did. Pick I USC. shot five. Okay, that I thought that was a lot worse. All right. So let's recap. Last night, Houston took out Oregon State. Baylor took out Arkansas, which made Kev, was Kev, was that at least a nice consolation prize? Yeah. No, I'm happy about that. Arkansas was fun to watch sure. though. You gotta admit that. I no. Yeah, Bear fans talk so much shit. Eric Musselman is soft and shorter than me. Damn. Although I do love the flex that a D1 basketball coach has be blocked on Twitter. I do like that. (laughs) That is like his. I forgot about that. Kev, that should be in your resume. <laughs> D1 coaches blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, um, that, that'd look great applying for media jobs. Hey, by the way, I'm so goddamn annoying that someone, a D1 basketball coach blocked me on Twitter, along with half of Gump Twitter. I mean, I've muted you on Twitter before because you irritated the hell out of me. But that was only <laughs> just that was only during the win. It was only during a couple of Eagles problems. <laughs> When the Eagles effed up, Kevin just became irritating. On, on on Sundays, I would block Kevin on Twitter for about three hours. And I'd unblock him afterward. I mean, now I just tweet about Alabama and the Patriots. Which is great because it stays out of my, my head space. I root for Bama when they're not my team's not on. Just to make that angry little bastard happy. Um, I'm going to be insufferable September 4th. Oh, my. Oh, dude, you and me, we're gonna, okay. So if we end up go, we end up actually making it to the college football kickoff. Like I, I'm hellbound on going. I actually have a buddy. I actually have a friend now who I work out with. He's a Delta pilot. I may be able to score some cheaper tickets. I'm not sure. Um, we'll talk, but um, I will end up possibly fighting you in the parking lot. We'll see. It depends on how drunk I get. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh my God, September 4th. Samir's gonna be sitting there like watching this all like over like FaceTime. He's gonna be like, "Why are you guys killing each other?" No, we're kidding. I'll have my screen record on. Is what I'll be doing. There you go. <laughs> What's up, Cruz? In the background, um, yelling "World Star." Because <laughs> that's just Cruz being Cruz. All right, we'll pick the two games tonight, quick. USC versus Zags. Kev, who you got? Hoover Zags. USC. You said UFC. I was very confused. Well, they might as well. There ain't no way they're catching Gonzaga, man. Ugh. Yeah, it, Gonzaga's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Samir? Uh, uh, go Zags. I have them winning. And once again, shout out Drew Timmy, the legend. Fair enough. That man's facial hair is gorgeous. Um, Gonzaga, well, clean sweep. I do, And then I just don't see them. The USC had a great run. Like, USC basketball may, may be like, – they were never really bad because they were never really that good. So, except for, like, the O.J. Mayo, DeMar DeRozan years. That was it. Um, So, yeah, no, um, UCLA and Michigan. Michigan is my team that I picked to win it all. So, uh, obviously, I'm taking Michigan, Kev. Michigan. You, you want revenge, I know. Um, Samir? Uh... I'll I'll take Michigan. I, that's the one that's the one side of the bracket that I have wrong. I had Alabama. Yeah, who, drafted, 
Oh, yeah, true. All Good. Right. So. Good. Yeah, no, Kev, I have him going to the Elite Eight, but um, I have him losing to Michigan. I had them. But, but um, all right. So there we go. Bulls taking one of them one seats tonight. Uh, I honestly, I, I, I love watching Michigan. They, when they were playing LSU, I was really scared for about 20 minutes, and then I just saw them start just muscling through the game. It was great. Um, Can I get something off my chest real quick? Floor is yours. <clears throat> Eric Hall at TideSports.com. You are a bad person. This loss is your fault. You are a shit show of a reporter. Whoever gave you the permission, whoever taught you to read and write should feel bad for what they've (laughs) reached on this earth. You are a horrible person who, I don't know why Tide Sports lets you write, and the fact you're going to drop that right before a game is despicable. You sad excuse for a human being. What did he write? Alex Reese, three things to know about the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball forward. One, Alex Reese helped propel Alabama to 2021 Sweet 16. Two, Alex Reese was arrested for public intoxication in 2020. Uh, who hasn't been threatened by that? Come on, it's college. <clears throat> also, he, he wasn't driving. It wasn't a DUI. He didn't almost kill someone. He didn't assault anyone. He was just walking home and had been drinking. Yeah, no, I literally had a cop. I talked myself out of a cop arresting me for that once when I was in college. Everyone's everyone's been drunk in front of a cop before in college. It's called living. Yeah, but you're not a six nine black man in Alabama, so. <laughs> also true. I was a five foot eleven white boy in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, like, and then Alex Reese hits the three to send us into overtime. I'm glad. Fuck you, Eric Hall. So Eric Hall is is your Eric Hall is my Brandon Lee Gowton. From uh, Bleeding Green Nation, who I declared war on. So there you go. Fair enough, Kevin. No, honestly, that's kind of a shit tweet, though. Um, fuck that dude. Well, uh, I, it was like an article he wrote. What the fuck? See, okay, so can I get something off my chest, too, then, if we're going to do this? Yes. Um, These are fucking college kids. I hate to agree with Mike Gundy, but he's got a point sometimes. When these dudes go after these kids who are 19, 20, and 21 years old. When I'm 21 years old, I barely can comprehend the concept of getting my classes scheduled, much less, oh, what will this mean socially for the fact that I got, like, a cop stopped me from being drunk on the street and I'm a D1 basketball player. These kids are young. Like, how old is this forward, by the way? Uh, He was 20 at the time. So he's 21 now. I got sent to the hospital at 20 for drinking. I will fully admit that. I was an idiot. I, you know, made some mistakes. But here's the thing. I give this kid some credit because he stood up and played great during the fucking tournament. I hate reporters like this. This is why, like, sports media curdles my skin. Because this is why I'm happy to do what I do and happy what we do at Belly Sports. Because these dudes who work for these big media corporations who go at these college kids drive me fucking nuts. It's like you sc- – oh, I'm sorry. Did you ever not go to college? Oh, you were that sh- that shithead who stayed home every Saturday night and didn't do shit because you weren't invited to the parties, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. These kids are having fun. They're enjoying their the, the best four years of their life. That's what it's ca- constituted as, right? It irritates me to the point of, like, anger. Sorry, Kev, when you said that shit before, I feel you. That's good. That's great. I agree. Fuck this dude, too, because it's like, bullshit. Look, 
If Alex Reese was arrested in Indianapolis the day before the Sweet 16, then yes, yeah, report that. That's a big news story. It's a big deal for a team trying to play in the Sweet 16. And a like, I'm not. No one on the team did this. I'm not saying it's any, but like a like a big player on the team's partying the night before. That's bad. However, it was a year ago. Get over it, bud. Sorry, no one liked you in college, so you didn't go out. Breaking news, guys. Alex Reese, the first person ever under the legal drinking age to drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I, for one, am flabbergasted. <laughs> Big words here. I ate I ate a bunch of KFC and played Mario Party last night. Best four years of my life. Uh, that sounds like why? something you do after getting high, Samir, so. Um, <laughs> no, I just love KFC and Mario Party. Popeye's is better. Loving KFC is concerning to me. Yeah. No, I don't love KFC. I've never. I actually had only had it one time before last night. I actually am a Popeyes guy. Let's go, Samir. I think I just like chicken. I like Zaxby's too. I will admit that. I like Zaxby's. I've never had Zaxby's, and Cane's is right around here as well. It sucked. There was one Zaxby's in Tuscaloosa, and it was like 20 minutes from my apartment. That blows. See, there was like there in New Haven. There is a there, Samir. You can attest to this. There is a Popeyes every quarter mile. Yeah, there's so many Popeyes over there. It's I ridiculous. Love, I, I, I one time was like, I was hungover as hell after Cinco de Mile, and I'm like, I get up, my friend texts me, she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, going to get Popeyes because I can't see straight right now. He goes, really? I'm like, yes. Ooh, and you don't have to. You could throw a rock and find one. <laughs> Top God-tier chicken places. Bojangles. Never yes, had. Baby. I God. love my... I love myself some Bojangles. So good. Whenever I was driving down to school, because my dad didn't trust me to drive by myself, so he'd come down with me, we would always get Bojangles on the way down. Bojangles is the shit. Do you have anything weird in sports, Kevin? I do, actually. All right. We got, kid. So we all know and hate Michael Rappaport. Yeah, he's a tool. The man famous for being a D-list actor and getting herpes and then giving it to people and stalking women. That yeah, guy. Literally being the first person I've ever seen pour my fire publicly and it was hysterical. Uh, so, Michael Rapport's soft as baby shit. He tweeted, I receive threats and disgusting messages daily, but never in my wildest dreams did I think at KD Trey 5 would be among them. The snake himself is now threatening me, bringing up my my wife and wants to fight. This is supposed to be America's sweetheart, right? First off, no one has ever referred to KD as America's sweetheart, at least since he joined Golden State. Yeah. Uh, here's the messages threatening Michael Rapport. Uh, Michael Rapport tweeted some shit about KD. KD DM'd him, you a bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, truth hurts. Do the fucking interview, and if you're upset about something, they've said, say something. Up there looking like you're going to cry and shit. Katie, I did the interview, you dickhead. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question. Yes or no? He's talking about Chuck Barkley? Yeah. And then... Michael Rapport mentioned him in his story. If someone called... At Easy Money Sniper, an idiot, he would literally cry on TV. Katie, I heard it all before you, C-word. Chuck <laughs> doesn't need you as security, you pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. 
I oh! swear, spit in your face when Yo, I see you. I just think so much respect for Kevin Durant. Bet your life on it. Meet Shoot me from on, the hip. Meet me Game on Game three finals over LeBron. Or better yet, what's your address? 10 a.m. corner. Meet me there, pussy. And here's why it gets weird. So, for those who don't remember, Michael Rapport worked for ESPN, or not ESPN, God no, for Barstool for a hot minute. For like six months, six months. He used to be on the herd all the time, too. What? He used to be on the herd all the time, and Colin kicked him to the curb. So, he got fired and then sued Barstool. And KD messaged him, you called your lawyer like the pussy you are, ha 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 ha. You couldn't take Portnoy talking shit, defamation of character, crying emoji, pussy ass want to lawyer up, your wife mad as fuck because you wasted that little bit of money on a lawyer's because you can't take a joke. How <laughs> pussy are you? Your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass. <laughs> those were all okay. quotes, by the way. Before anyone gets mad for me saying those were, those were direct quotes from also by the way kevin durant might be i don't love barstool anymore because i'm an adult but kevin durant might be my favorite player now because i hate michael rapaport yo i just gained so much respect for kevin durant it's not even funny like he went from like not even in my top 50 fair active players to like top five after those quotes holy shit (laughs) yo easy money sniper mr durant you are now a family friend of the corner booth after those tweets and messages. Holy shit. Those were Please all sign my Thunder jersey. DMs, by the way. So not like if he tweeted about them, he would have been my favorite player of all time. Now he's like top 10. Yeah, no. Uh, those DMs are beautiful. Kevin, God bless your soul. Go knock off the Lakers and get Brooklyn a title. Holy mother of God. <laughs> I love Kevin Durant. Uh, la- no last call of the night. No, no last call. No need. Kevin Durant ends it. <laughs> like, holy shit. Mr. Durant, Mr. Durant, if I ever meet you, please sign my Thunder jersey. You a bitch. KD. <laughs> my, no, say Michael Rappaport. You a bitch. KD. <laughs> <laughs> At Michael Rappaport. <laughs> no, straight up. Like, I, I, listen, like, I am so happy that, Kevin, that was the best weird shit in sports you've done in a while because that was weird really i just wanted to bring it up that was great like i was just like holy shit because usually this educational segment it's great i love hearing all the crazy shit you can find in like your websites you look for but at the same time like this is beautiful like michael rapaport first of all nothing would make me more pissed off when he left barstool or when he was even on Barstool, how, like, Cowherd would have him on, like, oh, say hi to Portnoy and KFC and the boys over at Barstool. And, and, and rap a dumbass. is like, I, I will. And it's like, I just, I just, like, can't. When, when he worked for Barstool, I still followed them. I still kind of follow them because I do, like, some segments and some shows. But he, after he got fired, he still had access to, like, all the Barstool accounts. So he went live on there calling Stoolies idiots. <laughs> And then he just just tried to come at Barstool for defamation of character. Well, my favorite was like I just remember seeing him had him playing a, a shitty cop on Friends, and dating like Phoebe, and it was hysterical because he was such a like a psychopath. And I was like, <laughs> it's Lisa Kudrow should get checked for herpes real quick. <laughs> Hot take. 
Not really a hot take. It's more like a fact. <laughs> I know. No, because yeah. they made this clown shirt with Rappaport's face and gave him herpes on it, so he tried to sue them for it. Jesus. Also, do <laughs> you guys know what we didn't talk about today that was kind of big news today? What? The NFL went through 17 games. Oh, oh yeah. This will be like our joint last call, so uh, smooth jazz. Gentlemen, floor is yours. 17 games. Kevin, you have the you have the first opinion. What do you got? Oh, this is fucking stupid. True. They went to 17. Like, there were three things people wanted when they went to 17, if they were going to go to 17 games. Three-week preseason. Two buys. Move the Super Bowl back until President's Day so you get that Monday off. They made it a three-week preseason, and that's it. They didn't do anything else. As Meatloaf says, one out of three is bad. Exactly. Jesus, severe reference in the 80s right there. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to be honest. I love the thought. Like, Ryan McCarthy already has invited me to go see the Jets with him on Week 17 Eagles Jets. And I'm okay with that. I love how all the players are going out because, honestly, it is their right to say this shit. And I do, I do agree. No extra buys. It's bullshit. Every game, every play is a chance for a player to get hurt. And for the NFL not to include an extra bye week in this is short-sighted and stupid. Yeah. If that hurts my applications that I have currently in the NFL and the NFL Network, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Your bosses messed up here. Because they had easy clap way, easy way to fix this. Add an extra buy. Push it to President's Day weekend. Oh my god, everyone gets the day off? And, oh my, you just have the combine like two weeks after. Or like the week after. And it's non-stop football. It's a no-brainer to me. You stretch the season out. You cover the dead space. Yeah, you may lose some like ratings during March Madness. But then it's draft time. Free agency. Everything else. So you move the free agency back to like... Actually, no, keep free to see the same spot. But, like, you still have your same calendar, but now you control a little bit more. There's not that dead two weeks where, like, guys like me and Kevin take off because there's nothing to talk about the NFL-wise. Oh, look, Brady threw a damn trophy during the Super Bowl parade. Oh, the daughter of the guy who makes the Lombardi trophy is crying. Like, those headlines don't exist anymore because the Super Bowl has moved back right up into free agency and the combine. So now it's like, oh, my God, constant football. Do you, you know what else would happen? What? Super Bowl ratings would skyrocket. Because people who kind of care but not really aren't going to go, well, I work the next day, so I'm not going to watch right. all this. No, you know, I have tomorrow off. I'm just going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. get drunk. They're, they're not like me who had to, like, who thought a day and a half, in a, a week, a month and a half in advance, hey, I'm going to take the day after the Super Bowl off because I know I'm going to be trucked. Like, absolutely trash. Like, I was, I knew in a month in advance, I'm like, I'm not doing what I did three years ago after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I am going to make sure I am off that next day. Do you want to hear a funny story about Super Bowls? I might have told this before. Super Bowl 51. So, I didn't have classes on Monday that year. So, Super Bowl 51, I didn't watch the second half because I went outside to get air. And then we started scoring, so I didn't go back in. But that Tuesday, I texted my professor because he was 
a doctorate student, so he's like, just text me instead if you're not going to be in class. So I text him like, hey, I'm not going to be in class. It's like, are you still celebrating the Super Bowl? That was two days ago. It's like, yeah. <laughs> See, I had to go to work the next day, and the worst part was is that I sat there like just like in my in New York Life's offices, and then I had to hear, oh yeah, you're not going to be able to make it to the parade. I'm like, I had to come in the day after. I had to drive home the night of. And then you're telling me I can't even go to the parade? Oh, I was irritated, man. I was like, oof. New York Life, that's that's one of the that's like another reason why I hate that company. I would despise them. I'm getting my life insurance policy with Northwestern just to spite them. Um <laughs> Nice. Or uh through Mass Mutuals, because all my buddies work there now. Um Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like the, having a day, even moving the Super Bowl to Saturday, Kevin, I think you were the one who proposed that a couple months ago, right? It it makes so much sense because people already want to go out on Saturday, right? But having Super Bowl Saturday being a thing, like having the biggest game of the year is the only game of the year where it's actually like in the playoffs where it's actually like Saturday. By the way, Saturday Saturday playoff football is great. I'm sorry, it is. Like. Nothing makes me happier than coming home from the gym on a Saturday. Oh my God, I get to watch Bill's Chargers for three hours. And then I get another great game, and another great game. It's like, then I get to wake up to the gym next morning, it's rinse repeat, and then I go to the bar after the games are over. Like, let's go. Like, I think Super Bowl Saturday is the best option here. But in an ideal situation, they should have given the extra bye week so they can get this Presence Day weekend. You know what? This also screws up the fantasy football season. Well, for me. In oh, that yeah, you're in dynasty. Yeah, well, in that we have divisions. The whole th- there's a big, you know, precedent on divisions. And so it's 12 teams, so there's four teams of three or four divisions of three teams. So it's like, okay, it would originally be 13 weeks of regular season. So it's like you can play everyone once and then your division rivals twice and now it's an extra <laughs> extra game so now everyone's going crazy in my chat being like what are we going to do for the extra game should we make it a random opponent that you play again or the person next to you in the standings people are arguing people are going crazy and now that's something i have to deal with so i think roger goodell you got to sit down in your your preppy little basement and think about that think about the stress that you caused me if possible just add a bye week interesting but how, what's the fun in that nothing but it keeps the schedule the same so you don't have to worry about it fair enough yeah maybe i'd consider that like even between regular season and playoffs just make it a bye week for everyone so you don't have to worry about it interesting someone well, interesting. will complain because yeah. like some of their players are going to go off that week but it's the easiest solution for everyone also you know what this also impacts that i don't know if it's going to show in contract values Week-to-week money for NFL players is going to go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like game paychecks. Which, it shouldn't be a huge deal. It's going to be the difference between $1.2 million a week and a $1 million a week. Doesn't really matter for some of the guys. What but, like, if, you're on a, if you're on, like, an undrafted rookie deal, that, that will impact you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
we can all agree though in consolation that in like in like in like everyone together that this is fucked this is like they really went at this they had an idea and they just shot the worst way they shot the worst way possible all right that wraps up for the corn booth today i am your host jerry clem alongside my intern samir and my right hand man partner in crime mr kev We'll be back Thursday. Live stream. Pat will be back. Good show. We might even have surprise guests. We don't know. We didn't even know the last surprise guest that came up. So our live stream's always fun. So check it out on Twitter and uh, Belly's Facebook and our Facebook. Well, we'll see you later. Our last surprise guest who doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs>